Hey, hey, we are we are back. We are counting down the top 100 singles of 1999. Uh, we just finished with number 44 in the last episode, which was Whitney Houston's It's Not Right, But It's Okay. So we're just going to jump right into it. There's number 43, and it is Sweet Lady by Tyrese. Do you remember this song? I could not name you a single Tyrese song. This is the, I, that's not, for me, that's not true. There actually is a song that was not a huge hit of his that I absolutely love um, from his follow-up album. But I do remember the song. It was a big hit. I personally loved the Dark Child remix of this song, which I know it probably shocks you. Love Dark Child. You know, I, I love Dark Child. I love me some Rodney Jerkins. And so, um, but the the original version is, is more of a mid-tempo ballad. Sweet lady, won't you be mine? And I remember Tyrese, I, so hot to me so hot i just like wanted him to a lot of those r&b guys they were just so smooth so and, smooth and sexy like there, there's so many there's so many of them yeah from that era do you know what i mean like we also i also feel like r&b just needs a resurgence it does like because because r&b now like you said is very much like the sleepy trap beat kind of universe yeah. which some of that i really love but i am getting tired of as well and i would love bring back like fun ballads different sounds different textures different, sounds different and textures. tempos Please. do you know what i mean like dynamic music from that genre because it's one of my favorite genres yes same and i bring i mean bring back i don't know rodney jerkins i don't know what the hell you're doing right now but cut gum <gasps> oh uh, well he was what he was on well people don't realize this but he was on scissors shirt song oh yeah and that's right that song to me standout track of the album love that there song. there we go but bring I but bring back i miss the dark child club bangers like right. he was brilliant with bridging r&b and pop and hip-hop together to create a unique sound that was just oh so good and i would love for that to come back same it. bring it back bring it back in 2024 let's do it it's the year do, it's it's time it's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> um, number 42, we've got arguably one of the biggest songs of the 90s, uh, Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega. Oh my, you know what else? I, I think I was just talking about this song with my dad because I'm like, we haven't had a moment with, we haven't had a moment like the Macarena or like Mambo Number no. 5 or like one of these kind of like silly cultural phenomenons. So, phenomenons. Yeah. We haven't had a moment. I can't really remember the last time. Maybe like a Gangnam Style right. or something. I would say Gangnam Style was probably the last one that we've had. We haven't had a moment. Not that I, not that I even like that. Yeah. Because I don't. It's annoying as hell. Yeah. But there's something about it I miss in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Do you know what I We're, mean? Like I miss, I miss that. I do too. And again, one of those songs where I hated it when it came out. My brother loved it. I don't say I. I don't. I love it for nostalgia reasons. You know, like it just takes me back. Um. I remember he had like a follow-up single called like Tricky Tricky or something like that. I dare anyone to sing it. <laughs> Mambo number five. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit. Of, Is there anything more iconic? We love it. We love it. Um, number 41, we've got Ms. Lauren Hill, Do Up That Thing. Do Up That Thing. Man, what a good song. Great song. What a, a slut-shaming anthem. <laughs> Is that what it's all about? <laughs> I mean, she does talk about oh it. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, she said, don't be a slut. Don't be a slut. She talked. Yeah, you haven't heard the lyrics. Like it's like rit- riddled, riddled with that. I will be honest. I love the song. I used to own the CD single. I have not listened to it in a long time, other than the chorus. Like you'll hear the chorus, or like I'll hear it in the background at the, on the radio or something. I 
you know what I miss in songs too? Like this song is a great example. Is like at the end where they like add in like a fun recording where they're like just like people talking in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like I think that at the end there's someone like interviewing a bunch of like teenage girls and they're they're asking them about love. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that? I don't. Like, I missed I missed these kind of like candid moments they would add in yeah. songs. London Bridge by Fergie is a good example of that yes. too, where at the end they're like, London, London, London. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The two British guys yeah. where they're like talking about her name. Like I miss that kind of like candid fun energy yeah. thrown into a song. Bring it back. So bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh number 40, we've got Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Dude. I had to say dude because this is when I was straight. I loved third eye blind yeah. i had their cds i was a huge third eye blind fan i i still am a fan of a lot of their music like mm-hmm. it's very like that that like straight white boy like socal yeah energy but jumper is such a good song such a good song and i remember my brother loving them my dad loved them my dad i remember seeing them a lot in concert um, and just always having like he would come back and just say that it was like one of the best concerts that he's ever seen. He loves loved Third Eye Blind. They they were like they were like rock guys with soul. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like they had soul. Like and that for me that's what I need in my music. Like I, you know what I mean, like yeah. you, you felt that in their music. And soul doesn't have to be just like R and B. Like absolutely not. Like soul can be in my opinion in any genre of music. Yeah. So I feel like they really captured feelings and emotions well. Like the song, the song is really sad. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because it's about like you know suicide, right? Or someone who's wanting to attempt suicide. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. it's my inter- interpretation Wish of it. That you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I remember this song again. An- another staple on TRL. Um, Man, were they such? They were such a big thing. They were semi charmed life. Like <sighs> so good. And what was the other song? Oh, I'll never let you go. Oh, I know. A, gr- a girl a girl is like a sunburn. Oh my god, bring it back, bring it back. Okay. Uh number 39, Can I Get Up by Jay-Z featuring Emil and Ja Rule, which iconic. Iconic song. Iconic. There this this song was a part of a movie soundtrack and I'm trying to remember, was it Rush Hour? No. Fast and the Furious. I don't think it was Fast and the Furious. I forget what what soundtrack it was a part of, but again, I would I would argue that this song really catapulted Jay-Z into a new stratosphere with success. Not saying it was his first hit single i'm just saying that it was like it really pushed him from just being like a rap artist and put him into a new like he you know put him into the mainstream with everyone else um and now look where he is he's the husband of beyonce <laughs> also one of the most like visceral lyrics ever where she said the the girl in the song says can I put this pussy on your mustache? Yes. I hate that. Oh my gosh. I remember hearing that because again, I was so there's streaming was not around back then. And so you'd only hear like the radio edits and oftentimes the CD singles would be like radio edits and things like that. So, or the music videos on TV would always be the radio edits, So it would be these clean versions. So I remember when I heard that for the first time, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like that. <laughs> what is, a raunchy, so raunchy, raunchy lyric. And I was like, I don't think I want the pussy on the mustache. <laughs> that feels, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And mustaches were not in then. No, nope. They were creepy. They were, you know, they're not like they are now. Right. Number 38, we have LFO summer girls. Come on. New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. I like the color purple macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Chinese food makes me sick. <laughs> this song was ridiculous. And listening back on it, wild. 
what's this what's the front runner's name who died tragically rich cronin recently? not rich cronin not recently he died he died a while ago now um okay in my brain recently what five years ago that was Devin. Devin Sawa. Uh, not Devin Sawa. That Devin, was, not Devin not Sawa. Devin Sawa. But there was, not there Devin was Sawa. A, there was a, one of the, there's three. So LFOs stood for light funky ones. There was three guys. There was uh, Rich, Devin, and Brad. I think Brad is the only surviving member. Um, oh, I thought the lead singer died like five years ago. No, the lead singer died quite a while ago. I want to say it's been over a decade and he died, I think from cancer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Devin, I don't remember what Devin died from, but he passed away a few years ago as well. Damn. So, yeah. That th- This song really also is like a moment that lives on. Yeah. Like it's just like a very quotable song, cheesy lyrics. Yep. He really, Rich really said, my my Tim's, my baggy jeans, my thug appeal. <laughs> he likes girls that wear uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. That was a moment too. That was that right there was a moment in time. Wow. The Larry Bird jersey, thirty three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number thirty seven. We have the hardest thing by ninety eight degrees. I love this song. I know you don't like that. Is this song about penises? I hope so. I think it is. It's the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. I think I used to say that as a kid. As like being like funny. I was like, I'm so funny. I'm so original. You're hilarious. I'm hilarious. I should make a meme page. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number uh, 36, we have I Still Believe by Mariah Carey. <sighs> I mean, I love every Mariah Carey song. I know I'm biased, but yeah. this this one is definitely one that's... One of your favorites. One of, one of my treasured songs. A Brenda K. Star cover, one of the people that... You know, got her started. Yeah, because she did really, really was there for her earlier in her career. She did background vocals for her, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have to say, it's not my favorite Mariah Carey song. I do love the remixes. Shocking. Love the remixes. She did a, two different hip hop remixes with completely re-recorded vocals for each of them. Um, one of them being the like pure imagination remix where she like you just and I just used this in a meme. Um, but then. She also did several dance remixes as well. What my personal favorite being the King's remix. It's like a basically a rave. It's probably the most one of the most intense Mariah Carey remixes because it's like almost techno. Like it's really fun. So anyway, I love the original. I love this ballad so much. Yeah, and then number thirty five, we've got Ms. Carey again featuring Jay Z with Heartbreaker. Fuck! Oh my god! One of my favorite Jay Z lyrics. You know, like some of my favorite Jay Z lyrics. Chasing skios away. Chasing ski hose away. We we need to bring the word skio back. <laughs> bring it, bring it. There's so many things we gotta bring back in 2024. We really do. Um this this song goes without saying it's an iconic Mariah song, you know, for the lambs, but I think just in general, just one of her most iconic songs. But really, probably maybe my favorite music video of hers. Uh, it really is a moment. It is a moment. It is it, it's cinema. It's cinema. It's giving cinematography. She, it was, it's one of the most expensive music videos ever made. I want to say it would cost about $2 million to make. Um, I want to say it was directed by Brett Ratner, who ended up. Jerry, Jerry O'Connell is the love interest. We, it was our first time being introduced to Bianca. Bianca is so iconic. Bring Bianca we back. We love her. Oh my God. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey in a long black bob. Yep. Signifying she's evil. Yep. In a red outfit with a little dog. Yep. 
There is there anything? Also, remember the, the scene where they're like fighting in the stall, and that woman's like trying to take a poop. Yep, she's trying to take a poop, and she's like, "Oops, sorry." And she's like, oh. "She does that exact thing." She's like, "Sorry, sorry." Got her hands over over her mouth. Um, yeah, what a great song. And then she killed her death to all of because them. she never came back. She never, <laughs> she never came back. <laughs> Mariah sat next to Jerry O'Connell and said, "Sorry, I killed her." Sorry, I killed her. Never came back until we saw the Heartbreaker remix video, and then they had a little little slime fight in a wrestling ring. They they had a wrestling match yeah they sure did they 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 sure did and missy elliott was there yep uh again a time where re-recorded vocals for remixes she did new vocals completely re-recording for the the r&b remix she did completely new vocals again for the dance remixes by junior vasquez um mm-hmm. ugh, so good I, what a time to be and, and again i think i said this on another episode but the junior vasquez remix of heartbreaker for me is one of my favorite remixes of all time it's so good I love. I will say I love on on the remix and on the because you know I'm not a huge remix guy. Mm-hmm. I love Missy Elliott's vocals. Like she's like harmonizing. Yes. That, like it's so good. It's one of the few times where I'm like Missy Elliott like singing. I I love. She's hearing so that. she's underrated singer for sure. Underrated. The harmonies are beautiful. Yeah. Like on that song. I keep it stiff like wood, baby. <laughs> I remember that that too. Just me being a little horny like 14 year old. I remember that like that particular lyric. I was like, oh yeah, it's so hot. Like. Just loving it. Um, number 34, we've got Scar Tissue by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Love. Scar Tissue that I wish you saw. I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I love this song. It's so funky and groovy and definitely probably one of their standout yeah. hits. I would say, you know, for sure. Yeah, one of their signature songs. If not Under the Bridge, is probably the most famous. But Yeah. And this was kind of like a comeback for them, right? They had taken a couple years off, and so they had come back after not performing or recording anything for a few years. So huge hit. I remember it premiering on TRL. My brother loved this song. Um, so good. Yeah. Very, very talented group. Very talented group. And shout out because I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and where is Anthony Kiedis from? Grand Rapids, Michigan. What's up? Okay. <laughs> and and the world stood still for about five seconds. Um, number 33, we've got a massive hit, Will Smith featuring Drew Hill and Cool Modi with Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Jim West. Just, we just referenced this. We sure did. Come on. And when I think of Will Smith, I think of this song. When I think of this, yeah, this song, I think of, I mean, the music video was massive. I had a, such a crush on Cisco. Definitely. <laughs> such a crush. Said no one. I had a huge crush on Cisco. <laughs> And um, I remember him, he performed, they all performed the song. I want to say it was either the MTV Movie Awards or Video Music Awards. It was one of the two. And I remember Will Smith arriving on a horse, like walking through, like, or riding. Iconic. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Will Smith. I always sing this song. I This song to me is about Detroit. <laughs> I love that. Because Detroit, driving through Detroit, the when I, when I used to work there, the wild, wild west. People do not follow the rules of the road. It really is the wild, wild west. They give no fucks. So, so to me, this is the soundtrack of Detroit. That's what everyone's listening to when they're driving in Detroit. That's what. Yeah, that, I always. Yeah, say. that's what they do. Uh, number thirty-two, we see Ms. Shania Twain again with uh, that. Don't impress me much. Look, I know as a fan of an artist, it's cool to like appreciate the deep cuts. I know it's cool to like be like the deep cuts. My favorite song. We always do that. Yep. This is my favorite song. This is my favorite Shania Twain it's song. So Hand, hands good. down. So Not good. only is it nostalgic and makes me so happy, like many of the songs on this list, it is the most fun song of hers, I would say. Mm-hmm. I love the lyrics. She references Brad Pitt. Yeah. Also, like, you know, I remember listening to this as a kid and going, like, what does impress you? 
Right. Because because if Brad Pitt, a la like Fight Club era, doesn't impress you, Girl. if a rocket scientist doesn't impress you, what is impressing you? Right. Yeah. What is I know you're you? Shania Twain. Yeah. You're amazing. But like, girl, you need to go to therapy because you're never going to get a man at this rate. She just needs moves and a touch. So maybe maybe she needs a, mas- a massage therapist. Also, don't be mad he's got a comb and he just wants to check out his hair because his strand fell out of place. Come on. She called me out. She, got, she called you out. She said, she yeah. said, I don't want a gay man. <laughs> she said, I don't want a fagot. A fagot. She, I love the song. What an incredible video. Also one of my favorites. Um, with the leopard print uh, cat video or like uh, just outfit. And she's got that, that red wig. And I remember like the, the colored smoke coming out of these pipes oh in the desert. God. Like it was it's, just. It's, come on. That, that leopard suit. She. That leopard cat suit. She was giving cunt 100%. That's one of the most iconic music video outfits it, of all time. It really is. I mean, Lady Gaga references it in um, Telephone. I mean. Come on. It's so it's good. It's so good. And She was such a star. Such a star. And I also want to say, like, I – so this is during – Shania Twain was really unique in the time because obviously she's a huge country artist, but she was also experimenting a lot with pop at the time. So what she was doing with this album is she was releasing pop versions of all of her singles to – the pop stations. So this song got a completely different remix for yeah. um, pop stations. And I personally prefer the pop version over the country version. Both are great, but I love the, the, the pop dance remix that she created for the song. So yeah, she really was the first artist to like in my brain to do that successfully. Yeah. Like I'm country, but I'm also pop and I'm bridging the gap and yep. I'm going to appeal to everybody. 100%. You know, yep. Very much the way that Taylor Swift does now. Yeah. But. And it was she did it flawlessly. So good. Uh, number 31, this song does not get talked about enough. And it was a huge hit. I want to say it hit number one. One hit wonder completely. The song Lately by Divine. You know how I know this song? I know how you, you know. know this song. I know how you Gu- know this guess. song. Because Samantha Mumba covered this song for her album. Another another song that I thought Samantha Mumba created. Right. And I said, I'm sorry, she created this. She created this, this song. This was a huge hit for Samantha Mumba in the UK, but in the US, it was the group, girl group Divine that did this song, and it was a smash. I remember hearing this song all the time on the radio. Love this song. Lay, Love. Lay. Such a great melody. Baby. Such a great melody. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number 30, we've got Sugar Ray Someday. Ugh. Uh, I know. I also, lo- I gotta say, like, this this era is just so special because, like, normally I wouldn't like these, like, rock, you know, I mean, for a while growing up, I really liked a lot of that music, but, like, I can still listen to this and, like, love it. Yeah. Like, unironically. Yeah. I love a lot of Sugar Ray songs. I know that's a lame to say. Yeah. But they're so special to me. Like, that that era of theirs is so great, and I love the song. Yeah. It's no exception. It's so good. I... It's yeah. Again, it's one of those songs where, like, again, my brother. This is very TRL era. So my brother, he was very much Sugar Ray, Limp Biscuit, The Offspring, Smash yeah. Mouth, like a, like a lot of a lot of Third Eye Blind boys in the mid in the Midwest, yeah. especially. And the, like my cousin was always listening to that stuff too. Yeah, and then I was the more obviously like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys, In Sync. Um, 
so at the time, again, one of those songs where at the time I was not like necessarily a fan of, but now looking back on it, I'm like, this takes me back. And it also just, it just makes me think of all the movies that came out during this time frame too. Right. Like a lot of these songs with like third eye blind and everything were used either in trailers or on soundtracks later. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I think of, I think of scary movie when I think of them. Oh really? They had, they had, they had some songs on their soundtrack I, and the Scooby-Doo soundtrack. I love that. Um, number 29, one of the biggest hits of the nineties, I would say is fly away by Lenny Kravitz. Mr. Lenny Kravitz. Mr. Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, who Mariah Carey said she was just enamored when she first met him because he was beautiful. Also does not age. Fuck him for looking that good right now. He has the best. He has the body of my dreams. Mr. Kravitz. And he's six in his sixties, right? He's almost 60. I think he's like 58 or 59. And he has the best, one of the best physiques I've ever seen. I've never had a physique like that. Like it's insane. He does not age. We keep talking about. He oozes sex appeal. We talk about Keanu Reeves and Pharrell being vampires. I think he is the vampire. He's the supreme. Lenny Kravitz. He's just so cool. He really is. Like, I don't know. I don't know a cooler person. I don't. No. I don't know a cooler person. Like, ah, uh, soulful, rocker, hot. So good. Like, every, so all of his music is great. And I want to say, so this song was from his al- 1998 album, Five. And I want to say it was one of the final singles from the album and the biggest hit from the album. And what's, I think, interesting, I don't know if it was for this particular video or maybe he did it beforehand but he was so known which he's got the long dreads again but this is mm-hmm. the first time he had like cut his hair to like more of a fro um and so that was kind of a new look for him as well and this is the american woman era mm-hmm. as well yeah mm-hmm. okay yep american woman love. came out afterwards um, love yeah love him so so good uh next song we have everlast with what it's like Oh my God. What a moment. I forgot about this song. What a moment. I remember like thinking like, this is so deep. Yeah. Such a deep song talking about like homeless people and like someone, I want to say there was like a lyric referencing someone cutting off their penis. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. this being on so... <laughs> I don't, the, I feel like the, I, I, I loved this song. I love this song. Yeah. Not so much anymore. I'm not a song I listen to or revisit, but at the time I loved it. Yeah. I and I wanna say that Everlast it was just a guy, right? Like he was like a rapper slash he like kind of blended rap and rock a little bit, right? Yeah. 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 And then I also get I get get them uh confused sometimes with what's the other band? Is it Everclear? Mm, yeah, I get that. I get I get because it's kind of around the same era. Yeah. So I, I get them confused sometimes. One hundred percent. But yeah, this song I, I had such a moment, and yeah, I loved the song mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, so um, number twenty-seven, we have "What's It Gonna Be" by Busta Rhymes and Janet Jackson, which is a song that you're <laughs> not familiar with. I'm no, I, I listened to it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know her her part. Yeah, her this music video in particular, I want so ahead of its time. So ahead of its time, she looks stunning. She's wearing this like dominatrix like video like outfit. She's wearing it was she in an interview years and years later, which I've used in memes several times. <laughs> yes. She's wearing cock rings. And the way that she's talking about this in the interview, she's just so nonchalant about it. She was like, those are cock big, rings. Big big cock rings. Big cocks. Um She looks like like an intergalactic, like Marvin the Martian space slut. I love it. 
and she can invade me whenever she wants. Which is also Lana Del Rey's next album title. <laughs> yes. And I, don't, I forget if it was Joseph Kahn or Hype Williams that directed this video, but like at the time, like the, the all the liquid effects and everything, like it was just so clearly a big budget music video for its time. I just saw, I just saw it a little bit ago and it like still kind of, I was like, wow. Yeah. Holds up. Holds up. Yeah. It holds up. It's like, and it's so Y2K, like the silver and yes. the futuristic. Yep. Also like the only, the only thing I would have like maybe not have said is like, make your body cream. Make your I don't body really love, cream. I don't know about that lyric, mm-hmm. Jenna. I don't know about that gonna lyric. Make, gonna make your body cream. Make you have wet dreams. What, 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 what's gonna be? <laughs> so good. Um, Number 26, we have Bailamos by Enrique Iglesias. I... Uh, a moment. A, Enrique's moment. I am a slut for Enrique Iglesias. I love Enrique Iglesias. He's so hot. To, his video for mole. his mole, his video, the follow-up song for, actually it was two singles after this, the song, the video for Be With You, again, being a horny little teenager, I can confess I have masturbated several times to that music video as a kid. I'm definitely like an escape era. Okay. Obviously, like yeah. that's more in my, my jam, but I love Bailamos. Yeah. So good. Bailamos. And I remember like the part where it's like, te quiero, amor mio, my brother. Yes. My, my, yeah, that's a great part. My brother, as a kid, we, he was like, what is he saying? Take your head off. He was like, take your head off. And I was like. And you're culturing. You're like, no. I was like, no. It's te quiero. It's te quiero. Uh, he, the only thing, he, have you seen, I think I sent you a clip of him, like him performing lately. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, you know what? Yikes. Don't know what's Yikes. going on there. Don't know what's going on there, but I am going to live in my fantasy world that Enrique Iglesias is <laughs> an incredible singer. And let's be honest, I don't think he's ever this is a great example of someone who has had tons of success globally and no one has ever discussed until now his singing abilities. Enrique Iglesias is not known for incredible vocals. Oh, it wasn't even that. It was like it was a hot mess. Wasn't he like humping the floor or something? Yeah. And it was not cute. You know what? He can help me. I can be that floor. I was I I I I, I did not like anything he put around out around like 2010. Like I it ruined it for me. I'm like Enrique. You hate 2010. Stop. You hate 2010. I hate his music from then. It's horrible. Well, I disagree because that was like the big oh. I like it era and tonight I'm fucking you and I was like please horrible I horrible could, if you want to torture me I will just for anyone out there in case. That's the stuff you play. I will. I could not disagree more. I love that era of Enrique. I love I, I love that he's actually referred to as the like like a Latin king of pop, but also like king of dance music because he's got a lot of huge dance hits. And so Yeah. He's like the prince. I love that. I think he's just mm, he can I can mm, yeah, yeah. Love him. Mole mole or not? I prefer no mole, personally. But I just want like a, I just want him to be one big mole. Maybe we can make that happen. Maybe we, that's a meme. That's like the, right here. Yeah, we can do that. Um, let's see. Number twenty-five. All I have to give by the Backstreet Boys. Iconic. Iconic song. I remember this being huge on TRL. I remember them performing. I saw them in concert. It must have been this year, maybe the year prior. Uh, they performed in Allegan, Michigan, at a county fair. Clearly, they had booked that before they had exploded. <laughs> and um, clearly, I remember Howie being sick. Oh, no, sorry. He wasn't sick. His sister had just died. And so he was not present for the performance. It was just the four boy, other boys. But this song was massive. The music video is hysterical. They're all in their own like little apartment. And Nick Carter's hair is where it's like all of those like 
crazy parts. (laughs) At the time, it could not have been cooler. I loved Nick Carter. I thought he was so cute. Same. Um, Yeah. I love the bridge to the song. I love the bridge and I love the harmonies. Yes. 100%. Oh, my God. It's It's probably the best part of the song. Yeah. Best bridge. (gasps) I'm thinking, sorry, I just referenced the music video for I'll Never Break Your Heart. Different music video. This video was them dancing. There's like a bunch of cloth. And I think they're just like dancing in a room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I just want to throw that out there for the purists. Uh, let's see. Again, scientists, but sometimes science, you know, we have to backtrack on our research, right? Um, number 24 is Fortunate by Maxwell. Not a song I'm familiar with. For- um, I know who Max- Maxwell's again, one of those like R&B guys yeah. that was very prominent then, but no. If this is the song that I'm thinking about, fortunate to have you, girl. I love the song, but the music video, potentially one of my favorite music videos of all time. It had these like robotic butterfly lightning bug things flying around that I just thought were the coolest thing ever. I have, oh, you know what? I never looked at my drawings over Christmas. I needed, when next time I'm home, I'm busting those out, but I used to draw them. And just it's just another just like futuristic video and just like a really cool house. And I feel like this music video and Lenny Kravitz has a music video for one of the songs off five. It was not Fly Away. I don't remember. But I feel like they're sister music videos. They're both like in these like cool futuristic homes, minimalist, very much my style and my aesthetic. And I think hold up to this day. Really cool. Number 23 is Last Kiss by Pearl Jam, and I have no recollection of this song. I, I don't either. Obviously, Pearl Jam is huge, but I don't know this song of theirs. Yeah. Nor, nor, to be honest, I'm not a, I've never been like a fan of Pearl Jam no, like that. Me either. Me either. Sorry, Stacey. I think my uh, my supervisor Stacey is gonna hear that and probably clutch her pearls. So just skip over that part. Clutch them. Clutch them. Clutch them, girl. Clutch them. Uh, number Clutch them if you got them. Number two, or, or excuse me, 22, Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. This Ooh, was. Another. Uh, there, why is there so many, like, there's so many, like, good, good, like, feeling, feel good, nostalgic mm-hmm. jams on this list. Like, they're all in this year. Save Tonight. Th- that makes me want to, like, be around a campfire. Yeah. By the with friends. Done, come tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. Uh, this song. All right. Uh, yeah. Like I remember this coming out roughly around the same time as Shares Believe. I want to say the song was probably came out at the end of 1998, which is why it's, you know, bigger on the 1999 chart. Um, but I remember I brought this album for this song. And I remember like as a kid hating the rest of the album and only loving this song. It's so good. Yeah. That, and again, like we talk, this is a very, this is the theme of this episode, but like bringing back like, Rock music hasn't been a thing in so long. It hasn't. Like we, do you know what I mean? Like I would say the closest thing is like maybe like our singer songwriters, like Olivia Rodrigo or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's like in terms of like popularity, like music like this. I would love for like a new iteration of this style of music to like yeah come back and be a part of the Hot 100 just to provide some diversity to the the chart. Can I ask why you think that Olivia Rodrigo would not be rock? No, I said that's what I said. I compared her to that. Right. Okay. Like, to me, to me, that's like you said. It's the closest that, thing. It's the closest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that style of like singer songwritery kind of style. I see. Okay. Of of rock music. Gotcha. Like, I miss like having some diversity on the charts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, look at this chart. Look at this chart this right now. It's like R and B, pop, rap, rock, like country. country. There's so many different like actual genres and too. Not like sounds not like different. everything sounds. 
it's not like pop now pop r&b hip-hop sometimes even like certain rock music all has the same sound right yeah all very similar 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 production like i miss the diversity of music even though at the time like i feel like when i would listen to the radio i'm like i want to hear genie in a bottle i don't want to hear any of this you know but like i miss now that i'm older like i miss that right we're about to get into some iconic songs i'm really excited so number 21 is bills 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 by destiny's child number one hit number one hit in my heart in my soul number one hit on the chart yep it's thank you shakespeare and candy burris for the incredible song it's a banger. We love a Shakespeare record. Shit, we love Shakespeare. <laughs> we love Bills, Bills, Bills. I love this album. I love Destiny's Child. It's so we good. T- we talk about Beyonce way too much, but also not enough. Not enough. I fucking love this song, and I miss the Shakespeare era of like medieval instruments playing. Yeah, it's on a banger of a record. This music video I just revisited because of, for a meme that I'm creating, and um. I was just like laughing because one, the outfits, thank you, Tina Knowles for creating these outfits that they're wearing in the video. Cause they're incredible, but yes, just certain scenes yes, and the way that they just filmed the video. There's like this one scene where it's just, they're like took blow dryers and it's, we don't know whose hair it is, oh, but the hair is just love, flying. Love, I love when they're in the salon. Yes. Oh, they are in the salon. That, that image sticks out in my brain is like, I remember being a kid. I wanted to be in that, like mm-hmm. that salon helmet, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, to get your hair, your your curls set, one hundred percent. I just want, I just wanted to do that. I'm like, oh, I want to be like a girl. Like, I want to do that. You're traveling, good for nothing, type of brother. Yeah. <sighs> the, what? A, just a genius song. Genius, genius. Number twenty is "Unpretty" by TLC. Oh. oh. My God, what a moment TLC had. TLC, this music video. I remember being huge on MTV. So futuristic, futuristic, so cool. so cool. Also, very like you. This still that like the 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 subject matter of the video and the song, very timely. Maybe even more now than ever. You can buy all the makeup the Mac can make, but if and I remember I for the longest time thought that she said the man, and it was only in recent years that I realized she was talking about Mac, the makeup brand. I may see. Yeah, um, this music video also featured a snippet of. Um, so, uh, good at being bad in like the middle because again th- apparently left eye was having like major issues with the group during this time period and oh. yeah which is why like the original version of no scrubs didn't have her rap but the music video did um and then like obviously unpretty was chosen as the second single which again did not have lisa featured on so then they, that's probably why they included the good at being bad part so that she had a section for herself had a moment um yeah but yeah, this song, stunning music video, stunning. Ugh, I miss, I miss good. A, fem- a feminist anthem. Feminist anthem, baby. Uh, number nineteen, smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas, which I believe was number one the next year in two thousand. I believe it. I think that was. An, I think it's the number one song of the year. Fuck me. I just talked about Rob Thomas. I miss Rob Thomas as a solo artist specifically. Mm-hmm. He, talk about another guy that has so much soul. Yeah. Like, I I fucking love this song. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how much it's overplayed and how it's been overplayed the past 25 years. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, this song is so good. It's a song my dad and I connect on. Yeah. My dad loves Santana. My dad and so, I connected on it, too. That's cute. Yeah, that album. And that album's just stacked with songs. It really is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maria Maria. Like, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Ugh, 
But th- this song is so it's just a, it's just a ten out of ten. Yeah, it's just a phenomenal song. song. I mean, obviously, obviously it's popular for a reason, but it's it's a great. Under it's the great. moon, it's like the same emotion that I get from I you. Miss, I'm really happy we're having like a second like Latin explosion of sorts, but I do miss this era. Yeah, I do too. The most like oh, it's so oh, so special. Yeah, I can like hear the guitar in my head as we're talking about it. Like it's uh, Santana. He's still alive, right? We still with us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Good. of course. Of course. Of course. Um, number 18, we have Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. The Humane Society would take this song from us forever. They sure did. They said give they you pictures of sad animals. Oh, and not even that, like UNICEF. You want you want to see sad children? Mm-hmm. Anything sad, you want this song. In the arms of the name of the angel. Yeah. In the arms of the anal. Of the anal, of the angle. This song, I forget, I want to say is about um the death of one of the band members of the smashing pumpkins okay yeah um i forget who well for me it's about kittens with three legs okay so yep. you can live in that world and i'll live in okay. mine that sounds perfect that's not, i think that that's how she wants it i think that's how she wants it now oh you know who else wants who? it never mind because we're not there yet okay <laughs> <laughs> number 17 we've got all star by smash mouth another like culturally dominant uh, song which shrek would take over and make make its yep. own thing out of but yeah a great song you know i know it's silly yep. but it's silly great. song it's, it's also like again nostalgic as fuck yeah 100 like, percent. one of the most nostalgic songs and um r.i.p to the lead singer i forget his name but he just I passed know. away this year that's so sad. Yeah, very, very sad. It's so sad. Um, but yeah, this uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, my brother loved Smash Mouth, so this was definitely like when we would like battle uh, in the house of whose music we were listening to. We would definitely heard All Star a lot. Um, it's great, great song. Uh, number sixteen, we've got "I'm Your Angel" by R. Kelly and Celine Dion. I'm surprised it's that high up. Was it that big of a smash? I don't remember it being that See, way. See, I don't remember it being that huge of a hit either, but... I think it's just two huge artists. It's two huge it's artists coming on. Clearly, to... yeah, clearly it must have been two huge artists. I do remember they released a CD single for this, and again, that, at that time, that did matter for chart placement. It was a number one single. It was on both of their... He had an album come out that was a double album, and then she had an album. It was her Christmas album that that was a part of. Um, I'm not going to lie. I love this song. I love I'm Your Angel. To me, it's always generic. It's just generic. Like, it's it's very like One Sweet Day by Mariah. Like, I like the song, but it's generic. The feeling. 90s definitely had a formula for ballads. Like, there was definitely, yeah. you know. You want to hit? This is what we're going to yeah, give you. When You Believe, yeah. Because You Loved Me, this song. Like, all you could put a lot, a lot of different types of, excuse me, a lot of huge ballads from the, from that time. And right. they all have that similar formula. For yeah. me, I love it. Again, it's just one of those nostalgic songs. The music video was interesting. When the video first came out, it was... They're like record. Are they in a recording studio? They're like recording it? Yeah. like It's like one of those? Yeah. Well, it was... Her footage was more like actually in the recording studio. And then R. Kelly's version was like a re... Like a professionally shot. Like they like staged a recording studio. But then they released a second version where they had professionally recorded footage of Celine. So, yeah, I don't like interesting. It's interesting how that stuff kind of worked back then because Mariah Carey had a similar moment where with the Heartbreaker video, where when the video first came out for Jay-Z's rap part at the theater and it was like an animated thing. 
yeah, but yeah. then later yeah. on he was able to record and so they had then replaced the animated part with his like footage of him in a bathtub and Mariah is yeah huh I don't remember I just remember the cartoon with her like swooped yeah. bang Jessica Rabbit yeah style yeah so I'm like interesting that they like you know would re-edit videos and re redo all the- again the money that they had back then because music videos were important. They're very important. Um, number 15. It's a little shocked this isn't higher, but whatever. Yeah, me too, I want it, honestly. I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. I mean, arguably like, their biggest song. Argu- you know, their, yep. their signature song. Signature song. A song I did. I had to do a sign language um, performance to a song, <gasps> and I chose this song. I love that. Because it was easy, because it's like a lot of like words that are... Yeah. Easy to say. Yeah. Yeah. A song that doesn't make a ton of sense. And in fact, do you know the allegedly what happened with this song? And no, tell me. So alleged tell so us. allegedly this song, I want it that way. The version that we all know is technically the demo version of the song. Alleg- apparently they had recorded this song and the words that are on the are, you know, written down that we all know were just kind of put there in place and they said they were going to go back and re-record later. Somehow a radio station got a hold of this, played it on the radio and obviously exploded because this song came out at the very peak of like the Backstreet Boy era. And so they were just yeah. coming off of their debut album in the US, which their debut album in the US is actually a blend of their first two albums that were released in Europe. Fun fact. Um, but again, this song, and it became so huge that they just went with this version. Um, yeah, which I think is really interesting. I don't know how true that is, but there is an alternate version of this song where they are singing different lyrics that make a little bit more sense. Interesting. Yeah. So I love it not not making sense. Yeah. So, that hey, it works. Tell me why. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Um, number 14, we have Have You Ever by Brandy. Have you ever by Brandy? What this is one of the most interesting song arrangements and melodies. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of clunky, but I love it. Yeah, thanks, th- thanks it. to Diane Warren. She she produced it or wrote it, I should say. I I want to say David Foster produced it. Okay. Um, who like did all the huge ballads of that era? Um, but yeah, great song. I love the music video. I remember her like having like this like dark lipstick, and she like had like a suit on in the video. And just thought that she always looked so good. I love the whoo part. I did that poorly. I'm sorry that. Yeah, I was like, sorry to my ears. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to my ears. <laughs> sorry to these ears. Um, great song. Love Brandy. Uh, great Brandy ballad. Great Brandy ballad. Number thirteen. We've got Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. This is their year. Dizzy up the girl. Yeah, great, great song. You know, goes without saying. A smash hit. Yep. Definitely not as big as Iris, but yeah. It had a moment. But I would say slide slide was huge though. Slide was huge. So why don't you slide? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember hearing that everywhere. Uh number 12, If You Had My Love by Jennifer Lopez. My favorite, all-time favorite J-Lo song. It's so good. The music video, so fucking good. The, the dance break. The dance break with by Pablo Flores. We love. Um, I love that this video basically 
kind of predicted the way that the internet would kind of take over our lives in a way. Yeah. I was, yep. again, just rewatched this video for a meme and like the like internet TV. That, the TV, the JLo TV. Mm-hmm, and it was like just mm-hmm. watching her every move. I'm like, this is not far off from what this we're- This is Big Brother. This is Big Brother. And this is like kind of what we experience now with we document our own lives every day on social media. Um, I loved the house that she was in. I always wanted like- First of all, I won't take you cheating on me. First of all. First of all. She will not. She will not. Um, another Dark Child song as well. Thanks, Rodney Jerkins. That's why I like it so much. He just produced so many bangers. Yeah. Oh, my God. But this song, even though, again, it's not cool to say, you know, a, a huge smash hit is your favorite song mm-hmm. of the artist. I told you this before. Yeah. I'm not a fan of J-Lo, a lot of JLo's deep cuts. Like, I prefer the deep singles. Cut, yeah. I think all the singles were the right, the right choice. choices. I don't think she has songs we don't talk about enough, really. Like, I feel like they are treasured and they are the songs I Treasures. like. Treasures. We love a treasure. Yeah. Yeah. I I love this song. Yeah. It's one of my favorites as well. I I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And it, interestingly enough, it was a number one single for her. Um, I don't feel like it is as well known as her other singles. For being a debut single and being a number one single. Um, I think I think it's because she just became such a star. Yeah. Like kind of kind of fast, you know? Like, and then obviously like she was known as like j-lo jenny from the block like it all happened kind of fast like in my brain so people forgot that this is like her humble beginnings of sorts yeah for sure um which is i'm real i'm real (laughs) (laughs) number 11 and i love that the song is so high on this chart is where my girl's at by 702 (laughs) i didn't expect it to be this high i love this song it's so good i love this again another like shakespearean sound right you know that that i love that sound i love this era so much i also i sent you a fun fact what um about this song, remember on Instagram? No, I don't remember. Tell me. We were talking about it. Like, I think it was like it was intended for. It was written for another group. I want to say like TLC or something. Remember? I I am vaguely remembering you sending me this, but I we'll have to we'll have to look up the details. But there's a really interesting like backstory behind this song. Like, it, interesting. It was, I want to say it was like. Oh yeah. Okay. Or a left eye. At least the left eye Lopez originally had. intended to be included on fellow girl group TLC's third studio album, Fan Mail. The group rejected the song. Yeah, it, which interesting. Could have been a, it could have totally been on that album. One hundred percent. And what's you know? yeah. And what's interesting is that there's a song that we're going to talk about in a little bit that was also rejected by TLC for the fan mail album. That's we'll be talking about in a second. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um. Also, I just want to say really quick, sad, sad note. One of the members of this group just passed away recently as well. Very sad. So. <sighs> I know, R.I.P. But excellent song. We'll always have great memories to it. Put one hand up is if you feel in that, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Number ten, again, breakout star of 1999, uh, "Live and Let Vida Loca" by Ricky Martin. Our favorite gay, our favorite pop star. We stan. He looks incredible still. Um, but this song, I remember him performing at the Grammys in, I want to say it was 1999, maybe it was 1998. No, I think he performed at the Grammys in 1998, which kind of put him on the map in America. Cause I think he performed the cup of life there. And mm-hmm. then people got really excited about his English debut album, which this was the debut single from that English debut album. Um, yeah, you couldn't escape it. Could not escape it. This this and Come On Over, the songs from Come On Over by Shania Twain in my child brain were the ones I remember like dancing around in my living room yeah. with my dad to like these songs. Jesus. Like Ricky Martin and Shania Twain. Yeah. Really. 
they were the moment in my household. Yeah. Black cats and voodoo dolls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number nine is Nobody's Supposed to Be Here by Ms. Deborah Cox. What a dramatic fucking dramatic song. Dramatic song. Fucking banger. How Remixes. did you get here? Bring back that R&B. Bring back that. Seriously. Bring back the dramatiques. The dramatiques. And I love that, like, when she, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like in the chorus, she's saying, my heart said no, no. I don't notice. Hort. Hort. It sounds like she's saying hort. I've always, I've always said it like that. <laughs> like whore with a mm-hmm. T. Exactly. You love the remix. Love the remix. Thank you, Hex Hector, for creating a, bi- a brilliant remix. And actually, the radio, so... Someone, and maybe it was Hex Hector that did this, did a brilliant remix where it starts as the original ballad version and then it goes into the dance remix at the end Ooh. after the bridge. Brilliant. Yeah. I remember that got lots of radio airplay. In fact, it got so popular that the follow-up single, It's Over Now, the maxi single that was released in the U.S., had that as like a bonus track at the end of the CD. And I remember buying that maxi single specifically for that version of the song because it's just so good. Um, this era of the R&B girls remixes tr- were just crazy. This truly was like what, like, cement, like, yeah, you were to quote Whitney Houston, like, if your club, if your songs playing in the clubs, you were you were hot, you were it, and they the girls were doing that. Um, I love Deborah Cox; she's great. Yeah, Canadian icon, Canadian icon, gay icon. Think you know, she stays employed and booked and busy with pride. Good luck booking that stage you speak of. <laughs> she's, she's got plenty of luck there. Um, number eight, we have Every Morning by Sugar Ray. Also iconic. Iconic song. This, this, uh, mentioning earlier about you know being in soundtracks and trailers and things like that for movies, this song used a lot during that time period. Um, great. I know it's not mine. What? But I see if I can use it for the weekend or a one-night stand. What? Is that a lyric? That's per- the lyric. Yeah, bitch. Okay, again, this is an iconic song. I don't actively listen to it. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> All Number right. seven, Genie in a Bottle oh. by Ms. Christina Aguilera. Have you Chris- seen? Christina comes on the scene. This is this is Literally it. coming. She said, rub my Genie bottle, baby. Or actually, she wants to rub the Genie bottle. Or no, she wants her, she's got a, she wants her Genie bottle rubbed. Have I seen what, though? Have you seen? the photos and videos from her new residency that just started last night by chance. No, but I, I mean, I've been seeing videos of her and she looks amazing. So I can only imagine mother is giving what? cunt quake as the kids say, we should go, we should find a way that to go. That would be fun. She looks phenomenal. Sounds phenomenal. She's doing, yeah, she has not aged. She's doing so many good covers. She, can I tell you what she's performing? Yeah, she, please. she is performing, um, Clearly, a lot of the hits, but she she covers shares uh, "Welcome to Burlesque," so she sings it. Oh my god! She sings. I hope she does "Wagon Wheel" well too. She, she sings "Guy What Takes His Time" from the soundtrack. She sings a cover of "Diamonds Are Girls' Best Friends." She sings "Diamonds Are Forever." She sings. Oh my god! Uh, Diamonds are forever. Mm-hmm. Oh. She sings. Oh uh, yeah, she's gonna eat that. She sings the Leslie Gore song "You Don't Own Me." Is that what it's called? You don't own me. Um, she covers that. She sings Glam from Bionic, which she hasn't done in a long time, like, like a remix of it. She sings Vanity. She sings Genie in a Bottle. She's doing... She's making it as Vegas as possible, it 100%. Like. And she opens with yeah. an orchestral version of Not Myself Tonight. <laughs> I really... I would love to see her. Yeah. I would love to see her. 
while she's like still in her prime too. Like, yeah, I've, I had the pleasure of seeing her once in um, 2006 or 2007. I was on her back to basics tour. Um, and that was so much fun. Then that's what it, great, great era. Great for era. Her. I saw her in Chicago and Danity Kane and the Pussycat Dolls opened for her. Oh my God. Yeah, it was an amazing show. What a moment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but this going back to this song specifically, oh, it's timeless. It's incredible. It's so good. You know, throw it in a blender, shit it out. Talented, brilliant, amazing. Amazing. Show stopping. Never the same. Uh, Show stopping. Um, that just that, oh, 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 like my body's saying, let's go. Also, a song with a lot of soul. Yeah. You know, I mean, Christina's got such an amazing voice, but this song is just like so transcendent. Yeah of pop music and it stood the test of time. It's so iconic. It's amazing. The um, outfit that she's wearing, like truly a timestamp of the period though. Like, like those, what was it? Orange pants. And then she had like that beaded t-shirt top that looked like, kind of yeah. looked like a bib. And yeah. Amazing. Her hair, her everything. She looks, oh man, what a song. That, and also that album, my favorite Christina Aguilar album. We've talked about it before. I said songs we don't talk about enough, I think on one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But truly one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, it's so good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Number six, we've got Sixpence None the Richer with Kiss Me. Damn, this really was popular. Number six. Yeah, that song was huge. I wow. mean, it was part of the soundtrack for She's All That with Richard Lee. She's all that. Yeah. A horrible movie that we love. Uh, yeah, you take you can eat those words. I fucking love that movie. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> it's I love it so much. It's so cheesy. So cheesy. Um also uh I love the parody, not another teen movie that parodies that movie. But yeah, this song, I was not expecting to be this high. Yeah, it it was a smash, smash hit. Um, and shout out to the lead singer because she just recently liked one of my posts on, on Instagram. So I, mean, I thought you were, they're going to say she passed away too. I was like, no, no, no she's still with us. She's alive and kicking. Um, and so to circle back, circle back to, to go back to the conversation about songs that were rejected by TLC. We've got baby one more time at number five by Britney Spears. Did you know that? What? Yeah. How did I yeah. not so know baby that? One more th- baby One More Time was was uh, first given to TLC to record for the fan mail album, and they rejected it. Shut up. Isn't that insane to think about? That's actually mind-blowing. I had never heard that in my yeah. life. I'm not, oh, my God. Yeah. That's that's crazy to think it's, about. I want to hear that right? now. And I'm assuming that's probably why she did the whole like raspy-sounding like vocals, because she's probably trying to emulate t-boz yeah well on that whole album she's like definitely trying to do this like grown woman yeah she's a, she's you know, a grown woman at soul full flare 16 yep that i i mean it goes without saying we don't really have to talk about that song this song that much it's it's so iconic the music video is iconic you know britney pushed for that music video as we heard about in the book mm-hmm. which we're so grateful for because it really is such a moment in time and yeah it's a cultural reset. It really was. Honestly, that that Britney mania was absolutely insane. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing her on a magazine. Um, this song was massive. I, I still own the CD single. Again, talking about like the cardboard case. Like it's not even a digipack or digi case. It's just like the um, just little cardboard thing. And it had Autumn Goodbye as the B-side. And there was also like a surprise. Like she's like, hi, guys. I want to introduce you to some friends of mine. <laughs> And she it was she was like introducing some boy band. I want to say it was Imagine, which was like an R and B boy group that Jive Records was trying to put out. And so it it played. It was like her voice message, and then it had like five or six different snippets from that album that were like thirty seconds long. 
that was like the third track on the CD single. Um, she has like brunette hair on the CD single as well. Love. Yeah, we stand. We have no choice but to stand. Uh, we stand we here. Stand. Um, at number four, we have Heartbreak Hotel by Whitney Houston featuring Faith Evans and Kelly Price. Gotta be honest, very shocked it's up this high. This is not a song people talk they about don't, ever. They don't. They really don't. They don't talk about this you song. You know what's weird? It's crazy to think about like Genie in the Bottle, Baby One More Time is below this on the top 100. Right. That's weird. Like, because no one talks about this song. Out of all of Whitney's songs, right. not, I love this song. Mm-hmm. Love this song. Great song. Great song. Great song. Another great ballad. Great ballad that, again, got supported by remixes by Hex Hector. We stand Hex Hector here on the pod. Um, and yeah, this was a big moment. And again, the, heard that with that blonde bob in the music video. And I think she like throws her fur coat into the ocean. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Um, Heart, heartbreak was such a moment in songs. It really was. Um, number three, we've got Monica, Angel of Mine. Or like I like to say, Angel of, of mine. mine. This was my sister's song with her boyfriend in high school. Like it was like their song together. I'm sure it was a lot of people's right, song. Right, yeah. Great song. And I feel like a song that we don't talk about enough. I think this was the number one single. No, people don't talk about Monica no. a lot. And great song. This, I believe this was another Rodney Jerkins. This was like a Rodney Jerkins ballad. Um Again, you can hear those medieval, medieval kind of like I don't even know what that is, but you can just hear yeah, it and you just like it's all over the, the sound of that time. Yeah. yeah. Um so good. And speaking of medieval, we've got No Scrubs by TLC at number two. Thank you, Candy Burris. Excellent song, excellent video. The music video, you know what? I knew it back then, but watching it again, rewatching it recently, the video really is truly a reference to the Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson video for Scream. Like they very much mm. are like kind of have yeah. similar elements and then the whole like futuristic space vibe. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I loved t Boz's red hair in the video. Ugh, obsessed. I loved all of them. Yeah. I, lo- I love them as a group. I love this album of theirs. Yeah. You, you, we talked about this before, but like, so many good deep cuts on that album. Truly. Silly Ho. Silly Ho. Silly Ho was so good. That was an album that truly did not get its justice with the songs selected as it like as singles. Like I No Scrubs and Unpretty, both excellent choices. But Silly Ho should have been a single. Good at being bad should have been a single. That you know what was supposed to be a single? From the album that got and the release got canceled, so their the song "Shout" was supposed to be a single, and they they announced on TRL that they were doing a remix, a Latin remix of the song again, Latin Explosion. The, the Latin remix was supposed to feature Enrique Iglesias and Sheila E. Sheila E. of Prince yep. Game, and the Latin remix I guess was performed on their tour, um, but apparently T. Boz hated it. And so the song never got released. Tipa said, She no. said, not on my watch. Not on my watch. You know watch. what song did get released as a single in the UK? What? Dear Lie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, of all these songs, D- right. Dear Lie right. was the one that was chosen. Give Silly Ho her moment. Silly Ho deserved a moment. The buzzer song. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Also the the weird futuristic voice in that silly ho song. Yes, you know you can't get with oh. it one night. You just bit and buzz. <laughs> Amazing. I suck I, I love on that. silly Listen, shit. Rent free. <laughs> Again, a moment the reason why they did that was because I guess they were having troubles with Left Eye and Left Eye didn't want to come in and record the studio with them. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
at least it was iconic. It was a great way to, you know, yep. make it work. Yep. Great. Anyway, great album. Great album. And then we get to the song of 1999. The, the entire century. Tiof, how does belief happen? We have <laughs> Shares Believe, one of the greatest songs of all time. Period. You know what? I asked. So in a conversation that I had with a coworker, he asked me what the gay equivalent to Don't Stop Believing is. Like, you know, the yeah. straights love Don't Stop Believing. And I was like, hmm. They love Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And I was, and he was like, what would be the gay equivalent to that? And I said, I was like, you know what? There's a few songs that I could throw out there, but I was like, I bet you Shares Believe was up there. 100%. And, and give me, give me more maybe. Well, but like, I, I put it out on my, my um, Instagram stories. This is like maybe a year ago now, just asking people like, what, what would they say? And Shares Believe was, was the winner for sure. It's. It's it's everything. No matter. There, there's no words. There's no words. I've loved this song since I was a wee child. Same. Like, I just, I love it. I, it's perfect. I, it's a perfect song. Perfect song. I remember hearing it for the first time on the radio. I was driving in my car. So, again, being from Benton Harbor, Michigan, my family and I, we used to drive to South Bend, Indiana to go shopping a lot because that's, we were Benton Harbor, St. Joe's, small town area. So it was like the closest shopping center with like a giant mall. And it would always be like a thing. It was like 45 minutes away. And I remember hearing it in the car. I was driving with my aunt and my grandma and I just remember being like, who is this? What is this? And I remember going to the CD store, buying the CD single. Cher is like sitting like crisscross applesauce. Doing, like she's like doing some sort of meditation. There's like this like hypnotic element effect done to make it look like there's like a bunch of shares kind of coming out of her. And there's like a leopard background. I was obsessed with the CD cover mm-hmm. and history was made. I became a huge share fan ever since. It's just iconic. I remember being being so like, um, what's the word? Like I, I didn't couldn't tell if it was a male or a female singing. Oh sure, when I hear it on the radio yeah. as a kid. Like it was so. What's that word? Why am I blanking on the word? What? Both male and female. Ambig- androgynous. Energy. Androgynous. A very androgynous okay. energy to the song. Yeah. And I also think it just transcends too. Like I know straight guys that listen to this. Oh song. yeah. Even though it's like it's like the gayest song of all time, but it transcends yeah. that. It's like you know who loves people want to listen. You to know this. who loves this song is uh, Eris. He loves shares believe. I thought you were gonna say like Kanye West. Oh, no, I mean probably, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like everyone can respect it's a- this song, especially being a comeback for her. Like, and a testament to you can make music at any age at any that age. slaps. Like, like female artists don't have to be die when they're thirty. Yep. Like their career does not have to die. Like Cher proved that. Like it is so invented, amazing. invented auto tune. Her best song. It's so good. She the the whole vocal effect on her voice in the song was a mistake from auto tune. Like a they were trying to correct a pitch or something like that, and it did that. And she said, "No, keep that in there." And that's argue vocoder tf. Um, yeah, truly an incredible song produced uh, by Mark Taylor. Uh, for Metro Productions, who also produced Britney Spears' Breathe On Me, who also produced uh, uh, Kylie Minogue's um, Please Stay and On a Night Like This. Um, mm. He's produced a lot of stuff. I mean, and he's produced for Cher um, ever since. Um, I want to say he produced DJ Play a Christmas Song. 
and <laughs> <laughs> amazing which is such, such a funny like memeable moment lately yeah also pro- oh also produced be with you by enrique iglesias and by lamos by enrique iglesias so what a way to end the year yeah. hot 100s like 1999 to end it with believe like number one huge feels so right yeah and i love to one more thing about believe is that it was really actually technically it was released as a single in late 1998 um right but one of those songs that kind of was a sleeper success and kind of just grew and grew and grew and became bigger and bigger and bigger and i remember Cher performing it at the amas she was introduced by paula abdul and um i don't know she just like kind of recreated the video and she was like in the box and she had like those pipe things coming out of her hair and i just remember thinking it was so cool and just such a moment and yeah we love share we love share you know i i um i would love to do a songs we don't talk about enough yeah i know we we these are all songs we don't talk about enough but kind of of the y2k era yeah. a song that is finally being talked about and I'm so happy because it's a song that was never on my radar because it's from the UK. Okay. But I, I think a song that we need to continue talking about because did you see Saltburn? I did. Yeah. Okay. First of all, what are your thoughts? Did you like it? You know, I'm not going to lie. It's one of those things where I feel like the internet kind of ruined the movie a little bit for me. Not in a sense of like, like it just. They hyped it up. I don't even want to say I hyped it up. It's just that they made the, the obviously the viral moments of the grave scene and the dancing scene such a big deal that it kind of overshadowed the rest of the movie for me Mm, you're just like waiting for that kind of yeah and then you see the scenes and you're just like oh like like you know no i agree i heard about the bathtub scene like on a podcast yeah weeks before i saw yeah and so i i loved it i thought it was a great movie um so entertaining very entertaining watch i had i had fun watching it i thought it was i thought it was really good i thought it was kind of funny very funny. Yeah, funny movie. Very funny. Like the it, even even the parts where they died, like the way the parents reacted. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like what? Rosamund Pike. Love yeah, her. so good. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, my my song. I think we don't talk about it enough. I wish I would have known about the song as a kid because I think I would have absolutely cherished it and loved it forever. Mm-hmm. Murder on the dance floor is getting its moment. I'm so happy for Sophie Ellis Bexter. Yep. It, it really is like such an amazing song. It's 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 incredible. Yeah. It's. It, I'm so happy it's in my life like now because I would have loved it as a kid. Yeah. And also, it's so timeless. I'm like, do a leap to cover this right now and release it 100%. as your song. I wasn't saying. And it would be like a top 100 number one hit. Yeah. You know, this, like it hasn't aged. That's actually a really good idea. Do a leap. Do a leap. should cover it. Do a leap. Hire yeah. me. I could be on your team. That's bro. a great idea. Um, excellent, excellent song choice. That song was a huge hit in the UK. I don't even know. I don't even know if Sophie Ellis Baxter was ever marketed to the US market. Um, She's definitely like a UK artist. She had a few hits yeah. in the UK. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Great, great song choice. And I thought it was a great song choice for the, you know, shout out to Emerald Fennell, who cho- I think probably had her hands in that, you know, to choose that song for the ending mm-hmm. scene was brilliant. Yeah, Great. Like so great. So, so good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say for my songs, we don't talk about enough is a song that I believe we've probably talked about on the podcast before, um, that was released in 1999. Um, and it's a song by Blackstreet and Janet Jackson called girlfriend, boyfriend, excellent song. One of the most, she performed it, performed it at our concert. It is such a fun song. 
um, very much like Teddy Riley production, very funky, um, features raps by Eve and Ja Rule. Um, the song was a huge flop when it came out and most people which is so crazy so crazy like why the music video that they gave the song which featured so much animation um and it was directed by joseph khan uh, so expensive so expensive i want to say it was a two million dollar video which is astronomical for a music video especially in today's world but mm. um but yeah so and and but re-watching the video i will say because they relied so heavily on, on the, like the animation maybe that's part of it because the video is just it's like inside of a pinball machine so it's like yeah they're little heads yeah so maybe that's mm-hmm. part of it but um love that song and yeah your, you turn me out of that yeah, song keep your eyes peeled because you might Sh- see that song show up in a meme soon so i don't know we'll see i'm shocked that it's not wasn't a bigger hit for the time especially considering the you know what I miss too? I miss like the the era of music where it's like the girls and the boys and we're on the song and we're like, they're almost like competing, yeah. you know? Like I, I miss that kind of style of like song and that's it's very- Yeah. Bad. Allegedly, and I forget where I read this and I don't know how true this is, so take this with a grain of salt, but I had read somewhere that the song was actually intended to be a collaboration with the Spice Girls. Um, hence the the reference. <laughs> Such a cha- what a chaotic time. I know, like, and that's why the reference of like, boy, there's red enough spice in this. Um, but apparently, it didn't work out, and it went to Janet. Well, this was quite a this year. This was a year, music. I, very formative year, I would say for both of us. It it really shaped a lot of taste. It really set the tone and the precedent for a lot of artists moving forward. So. Even Charlie XCX made a song about the year, which iconic. Yeah, well, and here we are. The year, the year is twenty five years later. Y two K hasn't happened yet. Y two K, we yeah. survived. We survived. Your computer survived. Everybody survived. We survived. Well, thanks for listening, and we will check you all later. All right. Ciao for meow. Peace out. Bye.